This past week in my classroom, we practiced direction words in Spanish. So things like izquierda is left. Uh, I should fit izquierda is left and derecha is is right. Things like that. So so first we practiced a chant and then we acted it out. There's a little kind of a little rap that I wrote. And then uh, when the students were somewhat familiar with the words, I had them practice in another way. Uh, I blindfolded one student and I hit a sticker in the classroom. Uh, and then the class directed the blindfolded student to, to, to find the sticker using the Spanish directions. And they, they had a lot of fun with this. But is it always so much fun trying to receive direction from God about important life decisions? Not always. Do you ever feel like you are seeking direction from God as to which way to go, and it's, it's almost like you're, I don't know, blindfolded and getting directions in a foreign language? Ay, ay, ay. Well, the question I want to tackle today is, how do we receive direction from God? Well, the first thing that the student had to do is to be blindfolded. Why is this necessary? Because if they can see where the sticker is, they're not going to be taking directions from the class. And the whole point of the exercise is for them to get used to understanding the directions in Spanish. So, does God ask us to close our eyes, to put on a blindfold when seeking direction from him? Yes. In Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. He will direct your paths. In other words, we need to close our own eyes and stop relying on ourselves for direction in life and trust that the Lord will direct our steps. Imagine for a moment you're blindfolded right now. You can even close your eyes if you want. Wouldn't that require a lot of trust building, a lot of trust building from the one who's giving directions? I actually, um, uh, this past week, I actually put on the blindfold myself for one of the times and had the students direct me, so I had to kind of put my money where my mouth was. And it was, it was frightening, but I, I, uh, I trusted them, and they didn't, they didn't lead me into any, any, any tables or anything. It was great. But are we willing to do that with God? Are we willing to be blindfolded and take direction from him, knowing that without his voice, we might run into something, like a chair or a pinata? If we walk by faith and not by sight, then we won't. Whenever I read a story of someone that made a huge impact on the world for God's kingdom, it seems that all of them at some point submitted their life and all of their direction to Hashem. All of them have willingly put on the blindfold and inclined their ear to the voice of God's direction. For example, George Mueller, who provided for thousands of orphans in England without ever asking for donations, decided early in his ministry to totally rely on prayer to display the power of God's sovereignty. Talk about a blindfold. Mueller wrote, and I quote, 
<clears throat> it seemed to me best done by the establishing of an orphan house. It needed to be something which could be seen, even by the natural eye. Now if I, a poor man, simply by faith and prayer, obtained, without asking any individual, the means for establishing and carrying on an orphan house, there would be something which, with the Lord's blessing, might be instrumental in strengthening the faith of the children of God, besides being a testimony to the consciences of the unconverted, of the reality of the things of God. This, then, was the primary reason for establishing the orphan house. The primary and first object of the work was, and still is, that God might be magnified by the fact that the orphans under my care are provided with all they need, only by prayer and faith, without anyone being asked by me or my fellow laborers, whereby it may be seen that God is faithful still and hears prayer still, unquote. In other words, he, he relied totally on prayer. He never asked anyone for a donation and he, because that was the direction that he felt from the Lord. And uh, there's all kinds of stories about this. And, and one time they, they had nothing for breakfast and he just prayed and uh, this milk truck broke down right in front of the orphan and they were, he was like, uh, this milk is going to go bad. And so he's like, well, uh, you could give it to the orphans. He's like, okay, you know, things like that. The blindfold is the total reliance on God, not self, for direction and provision in life. Beloved, let's put on the blindfold, discard self-reliance, and trust in the Lord for direction. This is the first part of receiving direction from God. Now, just as the blindfolded student had to listen to the voice of his classmates, so too we have some nice classmates, fellow sojourners to guide us, others who can see the path, who know perhaps where the sticker is hidden. These are our parents, our elders, our spouses, and our brothers and sisters in Messiah. Proverbs 1 verse 8 reads, Listen, my son, to your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. And Proverbs 15, verse 22 says, Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they succeed. And I, I particularly like this one from Proverbs 12, verse 15. The way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. If others in the faith can give us direction, then Baruch Hashem, that is their God-given role. Moreover, their counsel should clarify what Hashem is saying. As, as the teacher, I'm clarifying the instructions of the students, making sure that the blindfolded student doesn't bump into anything, and repeating the correct directions when the classmates don't agree with each other. And sometimes I'll put my hand on the shoulder of the student. And in fact, it's my steady and sure voice summarizing what the class is saying, which the blindfolded student listens to and follows the most. So it is with Hashem, who is our teacher. When we receive input or counsel as to the direction we should go, we should always bring it to the Lord and see it in that perspective. After all, our counselors are not perfect, but they are there to help us. So, 
We have put on the blindfold and put our trust in God's voice. And we have respected the counsel of our leaders and spiritual family. And now comes the hard part, translating the direction so that it has meaning. To give us direction, God speaks in dreams, in scripture, through stories, visions, and by his still, small voice. But how are we to discern what God is telling us? How are we to know where God is directing us for certain? In the classroom, we practice the directions of head of time. You know, like uh, we did that little chant I told you about. Las manos arriba, levanta el techo. Las manos izquierda, derecha, derecho. You, you were supposed to repeat that. It means hands up, raise the roof. Hands left, right, and straight. Doesn't, doesn't rhyme in English, but it's better in Spanish. Anyways, we would have practiced that done all the movements and the students would have done it with me and then we translated it before we did this activity so the students know the directions words first before we blindfolded them and had the class direct them. Students actually need to practice many times in order to acquire a skill. With a foreign language they need to hear the words over and over in new ways to kind of get it inside their heads. And so it is with following directions from God. We need to practice listening to him, hearing from him. The more time we spend with him, reading his words in the scriptures, talking with him in prayer, the more we'll be able to hear his voice for directing us. Yeshua himself said in John 10, verse 27, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. When you call someone on the phone and you don't know them very well, at first you usually have to say your, your full name when, when they answer. Hi, it's, it's David Ween. And then uh, after a few times calling them, maybe you get to the first name basis where they can, they can pick you out among all the other Davids or whatever your first name is. You could just say, hi, it's David. But then, have you ever gotten close enough to someone that when you call them, instead of saying, hi, it's David Ween, or hi, it's David, you can just say, hi, it's me. And they know your voice. And they know you because of that. Wouldn't it be great to be that intimate with Hashem? We've been so close for so long, communing and talking with each other, that we know his voice. But this takes relationship and time and fellowship and communion with God. So, we have blindfolded our eyes in trust to the Lord, submitting to his will. We're walking by faith and not by sight because we can't see as God can. We have sought the counsel of godly brothers and sisters. We have practiced communing with God in our quiet times to know his voice. But how can we know if we've heard correctly. In my classroom, I can confirm to the student who's blindfolded that derecha means right. Si, derecha, muy bien. So they're, they're going to the right, and I'm like, yes, that's good. Many times in scripture, God's children ask for confirmation, a sign that he's leading in a particular direction. For example, Abraham's servant, 
who was looking for a bride for his master's son, Isaac, asked the Lord for confirmation that would show the character of the bride. Let's imagine for a moment that we're that servant. Abraham, your master, has endowed you with this unenviable task of finding a wife for his only son, the son of promise. He makes you put your hand under his thigh and swear that you won't find a wife from the Canaanites, but rather you'll go back to the land of Abraham's relatives. Now, I'm, I'm not going to make you put your hand under the thigh of your neighbor. That would be a little awkward. But you, you get the picture, right? So essentially, you realize that you need direction from the Lord as to how to find this girl. And this is what you pray. And uh, maybe we can pray this together. Um, it's in Genesis 24, verses 12 through 14. Lord, God of my master Abraham, make me successful today and show kindness to my master Abraham. I am standing beside this spring and the daughters of the townspeople are coming out here to get water. I will speak to a young woman. I'll say to her, please lower your jar so I can have a drink. Suppose she says, have a drink of water and I'll get some for your camels too. Then let her be the one you have chosen for your servant, Isaac. That's how I'll know you've been kind to my master. So he's asking for confirmation here. And the rest of the story is that it happens just as he asks the Lord. He finds Isaac's wife, Rebecca, who comes out even before he finishes his prayer. There are many stories like this in the Tanakh and the Brit Hadashah. But God's confirmation of his direction is not limited to ancient texts. When I sensed the call to start pursuing the ministry, I needed confirmation of this direction from the Lord. Thankfully, I had Jamie Cowan confirming what Hashem had told me, giving me counsel. So I started taking classes online at MJTI. When Rabbi David first asked me to start giving regular sermons, I was floored and honored and deeply humbled. But this was confirmation of the direction that Hashem had for me. When I preach, sometimes I can feel the anointing and the confirmation of God's call to deliver the word. Just about once a month, Mary Haller will come up to me and she'll say, David, when I'm an altar cocker, you're going to be my rabbi. I think she says this to encourage me and possibly to remind me to be nice to her when she is more aged. But it's still encouraging either way. And this is not to mention all of the love and support and encouragement that my wife Sonia gives me on a daily basis in this regard. Looking at our human limitations, we can start to grow fearful or doubtful. So Hashem often sends his confirmation to keep us following his directions. Si, derecha, muy bien, God says. Yes, right, very good. What if, however, you really get stuck? You have asked Hashem for direction and you still don't know which way to go. 
Sometimes the blindfolded student would take a really long time to find the sticker. Maybe there were obstacles in the way. Maybe the sticker was in a really hard to find spot. Maybe they just got confused because, well, they were blindfolded and people were calling out to them in Spanish. That's, uh, that's pretty normal. In any event, they were stuck, not knowing which way to go. The thing is that all of the students eventually find the sticker. And why is that? Because I was there to make sure of this. It just takes a little longer than usual sometimes. Psalm 130 verse 5 says, I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits, and in his word I put my hope. Let's say that together. I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits, and in his word I put my hope. The Hebrew word for wait here is not like you're just sitting waiting for the bus, you know, do-do-do, right? But this word wait means expectantly hope and put your trust in. If God is faithful, if God is sovereign, if God is good, that means he must and will communicate direction to his children, but in his timing. If direction hasn't come yet, if you are stuck, then wait on the Lord expectantly. Walk by faith and put your hope in his eventual answer. Why might Hashem delay in giving us direction, perhaps to teach us patience or to get us to put our blindfolds on more fully? You know, sometimes when the student has the blindfold on, they don't put it, there's still like a sliver of light you know, maybe some students have a, a bigger nose, and so it's sticking out, and they can kind of see a little bit. That's essentially, they're not fully walking by faith. They have a little bit of sight there. And maybe it's the same with us. Perhaps if we have to wait on the Lord, maybe he is waiting for us. Perhaps he is waiting for us to trust him completely, to put on our blindfold all the way. Maybe he is waiting for us to listen to those classmates that he has put in our life to give us counsel and to guide us. Maybe he's waiting for us to get to know his voice in our quiet times so that we can recognize it for direction. Maybe he's waiting for us to get confirmation so that we can know for sure what he's saying and trust him Maybe he's simply waiting to show us his sovereignty and timing are high above our own timing. But whatever the reason, if the direction has not come yet, then take heart and wait on the Lord. You know, it's surprising to me what fourth graders will do for a Spanish sticker. You would think that they are made of gold. Once I was uh, near the cafeteria after lunch, and there was a class all lined up, and I saw that they still had their, their stickers all over their cheeks and their foreheads, and that, so it had made it through a long morning and through lunch. They were still there. Perhaps these students knew that those stickers represented how proud I was of them, 
they had learned the direction words and found the prize. Or maybe they were happy at their own sense of accomplishment. If fourth graders value the prize for following Spanish directions, how much more should we value the better reward for following God's directions? Knowing you're at the center of God's will is so comforting and so joyful. There's nothing like it. And great is the reward. In the last book of the Brit Hadashah, in the last chapter, Yeshua says the following in the book of Revelation 22, verse 12. Look, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give to each person according to what they have done. Let's walk by faith. Let's hear his voice. Let's trust his direction for our lives and receive the righteous person's reward on that day. Let's pray.